0: Hello, I'm Dylan. And I'm Keelan. This is Zenith, that podcast where we accidentally save our worst enemy. Because this week we watched Trial,
1: uh, written by Chris Boucher,
0: directed by Derek Martinus,
1: and aired on February thirteenth, nineteen
0: seventy-nine. Right, I believe coming right at the tail end of Armageddon Factor. <laughs> I think Armageddon Factor has finished at this point, so I think we might be into the interseason years uh, year now.
1: Sure, yeah, I'm glad you keep remembering to mention what Doctor Who story was airing at the time of the episodes airing because I completely forget that we even do that every single week. <laughs>
0: well, that's okay.
1: But uh, since it's my last opportunity to mention it, I'll just say you know go do yourself a favor, watch Armageddon Factors or my do favorite yourself a Doctor favorite Who story and-
0: ever. And take your copy of Armageddon Factor and run it over with your car, and then throw it into your fireplace. You'll get a lot more enjoyment out of that <laughs> than you will out of the story itself. So, anyway, this story begins with <laughs> the story begins with just people walking just through two, a corridor. Yeah, there's
1: these two guards in a nondescript corridor guarding a room, and these are some of the worst actors on Blake Seven ever. Just in the entire, basically, year year and a month that this show's been, or since its first airing at this point, these actors are really bad.
0: Mm-hmm. So.
1: And What's-His-Name wasn't even that bad later on, but in this scene, he was just sort of grating. Right. I don't remember his name, honestly. The two guards? The one guard who, I think they both had a name, but one of them comes back later. He goes to Travis's cell a little bit later.
0: Oh. Yeah. I don't remember his it name. Was the same guy, and then the, so these two guys show up, and uh, I'm gonna look up their name because they actually showed up before, apparently. Oh yeah, the names of the guards are Par and Lai.
1: Yeah, I and we get uh, uh,
0: Rontane and Burkall yeah, who, who come together, who,
1: haven't, who we saw, uh, I think, in episode one.
0: No, just seek, locate, destroy. According to the wiki, anyway. Right, according okay. to and according to uh, their IMDP pages. <laughs> All
1: right, yeah. So they they'd appeared before I and I knew that they had appeared before yeah. when when I saw them.
0: Yeah. They uh, they have a lot bigger role in this. They're like really snarky and make a lot of side comments at the trial. And I was like, these remind me of those two Muppets. What were their names? I had to go look them up. They were Statler and Waldorf, the two Muppets huh. who just <laughs> heckle Fozzie Bear in his comedy routine every time he's on stage and heckle everybody else on stage too. So.
1: Oh, yeah. not to mention we start with this shot of where these people are and sort of this circular space station. I was like, yeah. is that Space City?
0: Oh, I was like, is that the wheel in space from The Wheel in Space? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Doctor Who episode, or story. The one that introduced Zoe, of all people.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Rontane and Burkall are admitted, and then there's this General Samor, I think was his name, Right. We also gets admitted.
1: We find out through the dialogue that a trial is going on, and that's why all these people are here. We don't know whose trial it is Yet.
0: Yet. But you find out in Pretty, two minutes yeah, because two minutes. we cut to Servalan talking with this lady who is apparently defense the defense attorney, and she's like, make sure Travis loses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, great. So it's Travis's trial. They really court martialed him at last. And which makes, I mean, this makes sense, right? Because Servalan was basically the only thing stopping Travis from being either imprisoned or court martialed or put on trial, basically. Right. Not and after last week. After last week, <laughs> Servalan's basically done with Travis. <sighs> So uh, but at the same time, I was not really okay with having this come right off the heels of Pressure Point. Really? I didn't want another Servaland and Travis episode.
0: Uh see I was okay with it because I thought, in my mind, if we're gonna get repercussions from Pressure Point, because this this story this story makes no sense if you haven't watched Pressure Point. I feel like this is the first episode truly so far that you cannot watch alone standalone you have to have watched pressure point to understand what's going on
1: you might be able to say the same thing for the way back in spacefall but to, Maybe. to to a lesser extent and uh, uh, deliverance and orac
0: kind of but
1: kind, but to a lesser yeah to a lesser extent
0: but like, to this, for this story, I you know, I, I wanted them to address Gan dying, and I wanted them didn't. to address the repercussions of that. And in my mind, if they were going to do that, it had to be the week after. They couldn't put that off, because if yeah. they put it off, then it wouldn't have worked at all. Yeah,
1: I that, that I agree with. I'm glad they addressed that, and was that was you know, sort of the main driving thing behind what goes on on The Liberator. But uh, as far as Travis's trial, I didn't think that needed to be in this episode, nor did I want it to be in this episode.
0: I think it did, because I think that's— uh, a repercussion of the Gan of pressure point of Gan's death because,
1: yeah, it is for Travis and Servalan.
0: Travis get Travis and Servalan get, you know, trapped because of Travis and to kill and Servalan is just over it at this point, right? I feel like it is a, a repercussion of last week's story, and so it has to come this week in my mind.
1: But eh, I just don't want two Travis and Servalan episodes in a row, really. And I mean, there was that, no this, way to I mean, avoid the, that, the, though. The workings of the Federation, I mean, when you think about the Federation as this massive entity, it's going to take a lot longer to do anything than it is within like a, what, a seven, eight person crew. So that's why it's uh, it's more appropriate for me that they address pressure point on the Liberator and not uh, with Travis and Servalan. Although, I mean, I would have wanted, you know, Travis to be put on trial or something to go to happen. Preferably something more interesting than this episode, because if you couldn't tell, I don't really like this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have wanted that to be addressed at some point, but maybe not in this episode. I don't know. I guess it was fine.
0: Anyway, they're using the computer that they use to sentence Blake again. I guess that's how all trials are run in the Federation, feed the information to the computer and let it spit out the result. But Although, I mean,
1: They're actually doing a little more here, which just goes to show you how much of a sham and... Stuff Blake's trial was,
0: yeah. So the defense attorney requests that instead of only putting in the details that a thousand people were killed on this planet, that Travis apparently ordered another massacre of innocents again. Yeah,
1: this is something that happened, you know, far in the past. I think right. It's not something that happened recently, and they're sort of bringing it back. And if I remember correctly, I think someone at some point says something like, "Well, why are we bringing back this thing that was already put to trial?" before and we're bringing it back now and i don't necessarily necessarily remember exactly what it was but
0: i don't remember either but the defense attorney asks instead of them just putting in the record that a thousand people die she wants them to put in the name and cause of death for every single one of those thousand people and the the judge is like you know that'll take like forever right and she's like yeah he's like is there a reason why you want that and she's like yeah he's like
1: ah, can you tell us what it is and she's like yeah
0: And he's like, so what is it? He's like, yeah. No, No, she's like, well, we we might want to challenge some of those records. And he's like, all right, fine. We'll put every single name and cause of death into the the computer.
1: So they they take a break in the trial for a while. And we didn't mention, but, you know, Travis is there, obviously. And he looks completely apathetic to what's going on. And they actually bring this up a little bit later.
0: Not only that, his eye patch is getting worse. Yeah, it is. Every time he shows up it gets worse. (laughs) Oh boy.
1: Meanwhile on the Liberator.
0: Okay, so I actually this okay. We cut to the Liberator and Blake is
1: He's I forget if he's about to go down to the planet or if he already has He's about
0: to go down because he does he does have some contact with all of them before he goes down. Because he tells them He he tells them something he's gonna do that's not true, but and has Callie beam him down, but Orak like modifies the coordinates. So he beams down somewhere different. Um, but he basically has Zen find him a planet that's uninhabited. As far where, as they know. As far as they know. That's safe, allegedly, where he can just beam <laughs> down and be alone for a while, I guess. But um, in this scene, there's like... Avon has some snappy dialogue with everyone. But like, I actually really had a problem with his dialogue in this one. And it wasn't the dialogue itself that was the problem. It was the fact that when Paul Darrow delivers these lines, he delivers them... Immediately, as soon as people finish talking, he basically actually almost runs over people's lines with his lines. I'm like, no one in real life would come up with these snappy lines and say them that quickly, right? And it like really bothered me because it like really pointed out the fact that this was Paul Darrow acting as Avon and not Avon himself. I don't know. He's never sure. he's never been like this bad at like running people's lines, but like just in this scene, he said his lines like almost immediately as soon as people finish saying their lines. So someone would finish like, "Oh yeah, we." We have to go down to the surface, and then he would immediately just jump in and be like, oh, yeah, but we, but that's not a good idea, right? I don't know. Yeah, it just, like, I really bothered me. I
1: didn't necessarily notice that. I mean, I've had a problem with Paul the way Paul Darrow delivers lines basically since – it's, it's not a major problem for me, but I don't like how he takes a really – I mean, maybe in the scene he steps on people's lines, but typically he takes a long time to deliver his lines. He, like, really draws out his own lines.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, And, and that's maybe, something
1: that actors tend to do, you know, if if they want more
0: I mean, and maybe time. Derek Martinus, was that his name, the director of yeah. the story? Yeah, it was. Was like, yo, Paul, you're going to have to speed it up. And Paul is just like, okay, I can speed up my lines and just started, like, stepping on the ends of people's lines. I don't know. I don't know. I was just bothered but he was saying them so quickly because it like really took me out of the moment because it it doesn't feel natural like at all.
1: Sure. Not yeah. to say
0: the dialogue in this show is like really natural and that anybody would.
1: It doesn't have to be. I mean, and it
0: doesn't have to be, but like you would want the delivery at least to feel somewhat natural, like they're actually having a conversation, right? Like.
1: And I mean, typically the acting on Blake Seven is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, I mean, I know we keep bringing up the Doctor Who. Uh, comparison, but especially compared to Doctor Who at this time. <laughs> I mean, we mentioned oh, all the Doctor factor. Who. That Doctor had Who tracks.
0: Doctor Who right now is being carried by Tom Baker's apathy about acting, which <laughs> somehow comes <laughs> off as really good acting. And it's and, being and, by Mary, Tom. and well, Mary Tam, who leaves the show now, is going to be ca- is going to be carried by Lalla Ward, basically actually caring about the show.
1: It's carried by Tom Baker, playing Tom Baker.
0: I mean, yeah, it, it really is, though. Anyway, Blake. Well, so Callie and the crew are like all really suspicious about this, and
1: gotta not to jump in. But I guess I am jumping in. Gotta rewatch that Tom Baker Resputin movie. Oh boy! Really want to rewatch that because that's also just Tom Baker playing Tom Baker. I Does think... Tom
0: Baker play anything except Tom Baker ever?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess he's just one of those actors that just plays himself. Anyway.
0: So they, they're all, like, wondering what to do, and Jenna's like, he might have betrayed us, and Callie's like, I don't think so. Callie's, like, really loyal to Blake. Avon's like, well, guess we'll never know. Yeah,
1: at this point, uh, even Villa and Jenna are questioning what Blake's doing. Right. If Because they kind of think he's just going to ditch them. And Avon's like, well, I hope he does, because that means the Liberator's mine.
0: Everyone else is like, hang on, Avon. I think you mean ours. Yeah. (laughs) Villa's like, man, I miss Gan.
1: (laughs) And they're like, why? I think Villa is the first one to actually, they they sort of hint at Gan's death and things like that. I think Villa is the first one to be like, man, I wish Gan was here.
0: And they're like, what? And he's like, he was straightforward and to the point, and he trusted everybody. And they're like, yeah, and they got him killed. And Villa's (laughs) like, wow, you didn't have to be so mean about it. (laughs)
1: And uh, I don't know if we want to add this as necessarily a segment or anything, but uh, maybe we should start uh, sort of thinking about a WWGD moment. You know, What, what would, would Gan do?
0: No, because I don't miss Gan that much to care about that.
1: I actually miss Gan a lot. This episode made me miss Gan <laughs> a lot. But at the same time, I don't want to start a, a sort of segment or, or have that be a regular recurring thing because what Gan would do is sort of not have any lines. Or be off-screen and uh, contribute something, or do something totally really, Or
0: do something really inconsistent with his character from week <laughs> to week. I mean, that that's the thing. That segment would just be us coming up with something funny we think Gan would yeah. do and not actually talking about what Gan would do because can we really nail down what Gan would do with his super inconsistent characterization?
1: <laughs> no, no, yeah. I mean, there are plenty of reasons why I don't want to have that be an actual thing that we talk about, but it's just something interesting to think about it, you know, maybe at some point. Yeah, well... Maybe Gan would be in, in, in another room off learning whatever he was learning. Still want to know.
0: <laughs> well, they eventually ask if Blake left a video message. And the, the start of the video message is Blake going, Man, I really didn't know if you guys were going to care enough to ask if there was a video message.
1: <laughs> but Blake basically explains that what he dangerous he's... gamed himself. <laughs> He explains how he messed with the coordinates or whatever so that they would never be able to rendezvous with him or track him or even know where he is on this planet, first of all. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I think, if I remember correctly, that because he you know, let everyone down, because he let Gan die, and because he thinks it's totally his fault, which is basically true, that he is uh, testing himself or something like that. He wants to he go down to this space. planet. And he wants everyone to decide... He wants both himself and everyone else to be able to decide if they want to continue on doing what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. And if they don't meet up at the rendezvous point, well, nobody can blame them because, you know, yeah. it's been messed with.
0: Right. He just says, when we don't need to think ill of each other, maybe the the scanner just malfunctioned. Right. So.
1: So, they, so I mean, this was pretty cool, in my opinion. Not that what happens next is really... A, all that interesting, but I, I like this sort of setup where Blake goes off by himself and he has to think about it, and then the rest of them are left on the way. I mean, liberated crew, they have to deliberate or oh, what's Jesus going on.
0: Christ. It feels like Saw. It feels like Blake's like, You guys want to play a game? You guys have to decide if you want to continue with me or without me. We're going to rendezvous in five hours.
1: And, but I mean, there's also the thing at the end, which makes it even more interesting. Where you it makes you think like, is Blake even being genuine? Is he even being sincere about this, or is this just all part of his plan to for them to? Because uh, spoiler, at the end, they do all agree, even Avon, to continue on with Blake. So,
0: well, when the video message is on, Avon says something like, "Blake has a has a special skill for leading, and you all have a special skill for being led." <laughs> and Villas like, "What's that supposed to mean?"
1: I think someone tells Avon that he's also being led,
0: and, and he like like, plays it off somehow. He's like, no, I follow. I don't, I don't get led, I follow. Something like that. Mm. Meanwhile- I um, mean, he is
1: just waiting for his opportunity to either take the treasure or take the liberator. Or, yeah,
0: he says, like, we have an opportunity to go get rich, and I'm like, you're already rich. You have that treasure <laughs> room that we never see. I think he
1: men- means apply his riches. Because, I mean, that was why, <laughs> that's why he's a criminal in the first place. He wanted to get rich.
0: So, meanwhile, on the wheel in space, they. Travis is in his
1: cell. Travis and is in his cell. And one of the cell. guards from the beginning of the story comes in and offers him a drink. Yeah. And this was really weird. I didn't quite know what was going on here. Which I feel is like okay.
0: Travis thinks it's might I, be poison. Yeah, I
1: think so, because he tells the guy to drink first, which he does. And he's really reluctant to do it.
0: Apparently, it's really strong alcohol. <sighs> yeah. He's like, this will get you smashed quicker than anything.
1: And this is one of the guards from the beginning. I forget what his name was, but he mentions how he used to be led by Travis and that even though Travis you know, basically led all of his companions to their deaths, he was—I forget his exact reasoning behind it, but he was okay with it for some reason.
0: Yeah. Sketchy. Anyway, he,
1: he says—I think he says something along the lines of like, we all know, like, when we sign up, we all know that we're just tools to be used and mm-hmm. something like that, but so I'm okay with it. And I just, I was good enough to make it out alive or something.
0: Oh, wait, I forgot to mention Travis's really silly march earlier after Statler and Waldorf that's not their names, but I don't remember and <sighs> the general go into the room. Travis gets led into the room, so you actually do find out it's Travis's trial, like, right then, but they stop in front of the door. And then they're like forward march, and Travis, or I guess Brian Croucher, takes these really exaggerated, massively huge forward steps, and it just looks completely and utterly comical. I actually just burst out laughing at it.
1: <laughs> well, Travis is pretty unhinged now, right? Again, I, mean, I don't really is. like Croucher's Croucher <laughs> Brian Croucher's acting as Travis. Just really, I don't care for it, and I, you know, kind of wish uh, Stephen Grief just played Travis for the entire run of the show.
0: Yeah, well, when you want to go on to bigger and better things, you gotta fly now.
1: Sure. Or when you want to go on to bigger and better things, gotta have your character killed off so you can go back to stage
0: acting. (laughs) We're referencing gag. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Servalan meets with the defense attorney again. is like, don't underestimate Travis. Don't let him do anything at the trial. No surprises, but also don't let him in on your plan. You got to be really careful about this. And he's like, I got this. Okay, I got this.
1: Yeah, this is when I noticed Servalan's massive earrings. So, <laughs> <laughs> kind of looked like she got plugs in this episode.
0: Yikes! The defense attorney goes to meet with Travis in his cell, and he's like, I expected more of you. And he like chucks the bottle of the still full bottle of alcohol across the room yeah because travis
1: is like passed out or he's pretending to be passed out on the bed but yeah yeah.
0: so she's like yeah well i mean i didn't expect you to be dead why you uh what you doing he's like yo what's up my my home dog what's
1: up my defense attorney
0: (laughs) meanwhile on the planet blake is
1: running around yeah blake's running around not really doing much okay so this was really funny blake is like this planet's totally uninhabited i'm gonna be in total solitude here and he takes like two steps away from where he teleports down and you just see like this creature in the background
0: (laughs) (laughs) well then as blake is walking you see some dude you don't see some dude but you imagine some dude standing off camera squirting him with a water gun because he gets squirted with water and he's like what the hell is that?
1: Yeah, some that's <laughs> supposed to be uninhabited. And they're like, there's some rocks that are getting chucked at him. <laughs> he's just he just, like, just sort what? of brushes it off. You know, you think if you get a rock rock thrown at you, you'd be like, well, what the heck? Well, you know, we can try to investigate. But he's just like, yeah, whatever. And it happens again. And then he goes mm-hmm. and starts investigating.
0: Right. So.
1: He comes into contact with this alien creature whose name I forgot.
0: Right he and it's sort her, of she, she her name it's
1: at least played by a, a woman i don't know exactly zill zill right and zill's costume yeah is kind of questionable again you know if it seems like we rail into the show hard it's, it's one because we, we because we do and two it's because we like it and three it's because the show has shown us better that it can do better mm-hmm. right and zill's costume isn't like all there
0: no, it looks it looks like a... Uh, it looks like a bodysuit that they just attached a big nose to.
1: And, and you're right, it sort of has like this headpiece thing that goes from like the back of Zill's head to her nose, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It just looks a little questionable. And it's sort of also just beige, <laughs> which is that's fine, you know, whatever.
0: Right. So, yeah, I mean... They can do better, but it looks like the story was... I mean, I don't want to say it, but it looks like this was a filler story, really. Yeah,
1: uh, you mean mean the story
0: down on the planet? Basically, this whole episode feels like filler. I mean, they deal with Gan's, like, death, and there's, like, actual repercussions, but...
1: It doesn't feel like
0: it's super consequential in the end, though. Well, what
1: happens at the end with Travis going off definitely is. Right. But, I mean, the the trial... Did we, did we need? Yeah, did we need a trial? That's my question. Did we need to see Travis's trial? Because they can face mm. the repercussions of him being unhinged and almost killing Servlan and almost getting himself killed in other ways.
0: But I think the trial is the catalyst for that. I think the trial is the catalyst that pushes Travis over that metaphorical cliff face. Right? He's always been unhinged, but he's never been. So insane as to threaten his commanding officer Soveland. He like he 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 always followed and trusted Soveland until now. And I think the trial is what really pushes him over that edge where he just goes. I, everything I must do is to kill Blake. Everything I do is to kill Blake. I I don't need Serverland. I don't need the Federation. Right.
1: Right. And I think the end of pressure point is what kind of drove that home. So. I'm just wondering, you know, in an alternate universe, in an alternate Blake 7, if Travis or Servland had just showed up and it had been in dialogue that they're not working together, that Travis is sort of, you know, doing his own thing now, would that have worked better? And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't don't think it
0: would have. I I think we would be out here like, wow, really lame that they just did that in a line of dialogue instead of showing (laughs) us the fallout.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, Again, I don't like how they presented the trial in this episode because it was just kind of boring, so... Even if we do—even if it's a better idea for them to show the repercussions of it, either in the form of a trial or something else, I wish they did it better than they did in this episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: A- yeah, anyway, Zill <laughs> is kind of weird. Kind of. She at first—I'm just going to call Zill a she because it was played by a woman. Yeah. Well, I,
0: it, I guess. I think Blake refers to her as she at some point.
1: Anyway, Zill— at first can't communicate with Blake but after a second or two can
0: yeah she basically says that Blake can't stop moving or get absorbed into the earth yeah and he's like what Or not the mm. earth but like, like earth not the planet planet the earth but like earth is in the ground yeah and
1: Zil is like move really slow you're uh, not going to want to move slow here
0: and he's like what I thought this planet was uninhabited. Meanwhile, on the Liberator, they're like scanning the planet. They like set up a search pattern to look for Blake, or the actually for the for the beacon. Yeah. And Jenna's like, I see you didn't include the entire southern half of the planet. And Avon's like, I doubt Blake can think and swim at the same time. The entire southern half of the planet is ocean. Jenna's like, oh, right, carry on. So they kind of just bum around the Liberator for a while, waiting for the search pattern to work.
1: Yeah, the the Liberator, the stuff that happens on the Liberator, honestly, isn't that interesting until the very end when Blake makes it back.
0: Mm-hmm. And on the planet, Blake kind, kind of just bums around too, yeah, to be honest. Kind Everybody kind of just bums around, around for the yeah. story.
1: Yeah, and this is also going on while Travis is sort of just in the cell and Servalan sort of and the defense attorney are discussing things. And,
0: Shouldn't have called it trial, yeah. should have called it walking simulator. <laughs> at the trial, Could Travis co ops the opening statement by his defense attorney.
1: Sure, yeah. Could at least, though, uh, mention Villa's sneakers because he's wearing white sneakers in this.
0: Hey, man, you got to be comfortable while you're in space. I sure. mean, the boots are impractical. For, like, every single day wear, right? Boots get, like, really uncomfortable after a while. Can you imagine wearing them every single day? Your feet are going to be really calloused up. Sure, sure. And, you know, Villa, Villa's just trying to make sure that...
1: Villa, uh, again, being the most sensible member of the crew. Right,
0: at the end of the day, that his comfort and fashion sense comes first. <laughs> But yeah, Travis co-ops his opening statement from his defense attorney because she's like, look, I'm just going to say you were a good officer and you had a moment of weakness. He's like, no, I'll make the opening I'm, statement.
1: No, I'm going to grandstand and uh, probably destroy my entire case, but that's okay That's okay because I'm going to run off anyway.
0: Well, he doesn't know he's going to run off. That's, I mean, a, he, that's sheer luck, if we're being honest. He
1: might have... I feel like he... Because of his sort of apathy to what's going on around him, you know, maybe he's thinking like, all right, my first chance, I'm going to bolt.
0: Maybe. Serverland warns the defense attorney not to let Travis do anything because he's completely unhinged. And yeah, he looks apathetic on the outside, but inside he's definitely (laughs) got a plan. (laughs) She's like, it's a real bummer he has to die because he's way, way better than anything else I've got. (laughs) So...
1: So Travis basically pins his crimes on the Federation.
0: Yeah, he just says that he was trained to kill, and that because of that, killing only came naturally to him. (laughs) Which is a really flimsy argument when you think about it, but...
1: I mean, it's true that the Federation training people to kill is not, like, a great thing.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't excuse (laughs) Travis's actions. And like the judge says later, he's like, yeah, we train people to kill, but we don't train people to kill innocents.
1: Right. And um, back in Seek, Locate, Destroy, I don't know if they touch on it in this episode as much as they did in that episode, but you you kind of think that they would because Travis actually just massacred a bunch of people after they had already surrendered. I don't know if they actually bring that up in this episode. They just yeah. say he, he killed innocents.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be related. Yeah. A related uh, incident. My favorite part of the trial scenes are after the take the recess the first time. Rontane and Burkall have a lot of snarky dialogue about what's going on <laughs> in the trial. Like, Travis seems to be slightly disturbed at this, and like, ah, but you can never tell. You, you can never tell what's going on in Travis's mind. And they're like, "Well, how gonna? What, what are our bets on whether or not he just blows up at the tr- <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was kind of fun, a little bit of fun in this really dark and grim and cynical universe. Pummer <laughs> that they die. <laughs> So yeah,
1: eventually the planet is revealed to be doing something. and I don't even remember what it was. I don't know, but the it's the, like, the like ground things. is like
0: absorb getting absorbed into the ocean right now. It's like sinking and it's going to be absorbed and the planet's going to be an ocean for some reason. The planets like implied to be alive yeah, in some capacity. it has some
1: form of sentience again remind reminded me of that Ursula K. Lagoon story Vaster than Empires and More Slow. Except that is way better than how they do it here.
0: Reminds me of Ego the Living Planet who's a green lantern in the <laughs> DC Comics. Sure. Actually, not DC.
1: Yeah, Green Lantern is DC.
0: I'm thinking of a different planet. Ego Ego is the one from Marvel. The one from DC is named something different. They both have living planets, which is really confusing. But anyway.
1: Yeah, well, if it works once, got to capitalize and cash in on it until it's stale, run to the ground, and people are completely sick of it.
0: Yeah, Ego is the one in Marvel, who also shows up in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. The one in D.C. is a Green Lantern, but I do not remember his name.
1: Well, I don't know anything about comics, comic books. I just read
0: the Wikipedia plot summaries.
1: Is that even fun? I'd imagine that would be not fun at all.
0: It's more fun than paying $40 for like an omnibus edition of the comic book.
1: I'm actually reading Victor Laval's Destroyer comic later this afternoon. But yeah, that's another story.
0: For another time. Sure. So, quote,
1: The NeverEnding Story, one of my top five books of all time. I've read like three to four hundred novels probably. So,
0: Well, you already know my thoughts on that book. So, Blake is like panicking now because he's not going to make it to the rendezvous point before he gets swallowed up by this planet. And he's like, oh, yeah. shoot, oh, shoot, oh, shoot, oh, shoot meanwhile the liberator avon has figured out that the planet is swallowing everything he's like well i guess we just gotta look for blake instead of the the transmitter signal and he like hacks into the teleporter device and he's able to beam blake up right before the planet swallows him
1: yeah blake is like thanks avon
0: yeah villa's like avon modified the teleporter we don't even know if it's gonna work anymore
1: (laughs) avon's like don't worry it definitely will Gotta wonder if that's gonna come into play later on. Probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> anyway, Avon has a conversation with Blake. He implies he, because everyone is like, yeah, they all decide to c- continue traveling with Blake, and Blake decides to continue leading them and mm-hmm. stuff. And Avon's like, wow, they really bought your little speech about uh, how you're okay with you know everyone just going their separate ways, and you know they really bought into it. And Blake's like, nah, I was I was totally being genuine.
0: Yeah, and Avon's like, one more death, we'll do it, and they'll all leave you. And Blake's like, you better watch your back then. It would be really <laughs> ironic if it was you. Yeah, I, I like and to Avon the... just doesn't even respond to this. <laughs> He's just so flabbergasted, he has no response.
1: I think it's just not even a good comeback, so he doesn't even have to honor it with a response.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think it's a good comeback, because clearly what Avon's saying is, if somebody else dies, then Avon can make off with the Liberator, and everyone will leave Blake. Yeah. And Blake's saying, like, well, then well, it would really not... suck if you're the one who's dead then yeah, because exactly. everyone will leave me and you won't have the Liberator.
1: Yeah. I just like how they actually brought up how Blake could just be completely lying about all of this.
0: I just like how they brought up how Blake can just kill Avon in his sleep and... <laughs> Everybody could kill everyone in their sleep. I don't think you realize how much trust is actually like at play on this ship right now. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean,
1: Callie's probably still pitting them all against each other telepathically.
0: What? <laughs> You don't remember that theory we had from a couple of weeks oh, yeah. ago? <laughs> anyway, then Blake uh, Blake makes his grand return to the ship by basically announcing he's come up with an even more foolhardy hardy and stupid and dumb plan. He basically just wants to wow, attack Serverland's headquarters. He basically wants to just attack Serverland's headquarters right now. And everyone's like, okay.
1: He gives some total garbage reason as to why this is a good idea. I forget what his reasoning was.
0: Avon also somehow comes up with a way for them to just completely avoid Federation patrols because now they won't show up on their scans or something. They
1: make a big deal about this at the end. I mean, I think this is because the episode underran or something, but they... Make a big deal about how, like, there's Federation ships nearby and, oh, a few, they, they didn't see us even though we're, they should be able to or something Yeah, like because
0: that. Avon built some device that, like, hides their signature on the scanners. Yeah. Which is weird because now you wonder why he didn't do that a year ago.
1: <laughs> Maybe he didn't know how.
0: <sighs> you th- you really think Avon would pass up an opportunity to show off his technical prowess to everybody?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why maybe he didn't know how until now.
0: Hmm. So now maybe that he, he got the schematics from Orac. Yeah, maybe. maybe he's just playing it off as his own gadget, but he actually got it from Orac.
1: Yeah, kind of like how Twitter is has their new privacy policy coming out and doesn't even mentioning that it's for GDPR. They're just like, "Yep, we value your privacy so much that we're changing our privacy policy." <laughs> yeah, just needed to rant about that for a minute.
0: We're changing our privacy policy. Except you're not going to read it because nobody ever reads those things.
1: Well, I read their sort of mission statement about it, and they're not even mentioning the GDPR, European Union thing that's going to mandate them to change their privacy policy or face massive fines. That's why they're doing it. It's not because they care about people's privacy.
0: I mean, it's all marketing speak, right? Yeah. You don't want to like... You want it to... You You, you want it to make it. T- you you yeah. want people to think you care.
1: Yeah. But I mean, when you
0: don't really. Yeah. Travis is sentenced to death. And also dishonorable discharge, but I already thought he was discharged dishonorably once before, so that's nothing new for him.
1: Mm, what, you mean before the series even started? Yeah. Sure.
0: Because I thought that was why Servaline had to like reinstate him into the core because no one wanted Travis because he was like tainted goods, so to yeah. speak.
1: and he was at least imprisoned before the show started.
0: They're going to, yeah, they're like, we're going to strip you of your rank, we're going to dishonorably discharge you, we're going to take everything away from you, and then we'll kill you. I was like, why don't you just kill him? <laughs> and at that exact moment, Blake starts his attack gun on the wheel.
1: <laughs> Which provides Travis the opportunity to escape.
0: And not even just at that exact moment. We have to drive home how much of a lucky thing this is for Travis because Blake hits the courtroom. The one <laughs> tiny part of that wheel that he had to hit to help Travis out. <laughs> this is this is so incredibly improbable that yeah, Travis I
1: mean, that's, that's whatever. Travis Fine should just
0: me. Travis should just leave and just, just thank Blake for saving him and just go retire on a planet somewhere where he doesn't have to die. (laughs) But no, Travis has completely lost it at this point because he knows Servalan set him up. (laughs) He knows Servalan gave him basically the worst defense attorney in existence.
1: He goes to Servalan's room basically to say like, look, I'm free and I'm working by myself now.
0: Yeah. And Servalan's like, oh. And he's like, yeah, you're going to give me a ship and then you can pursue me and Blake at the same time. And she's like, okay. She gives him a ship and three mutoids, which I thought was very nice of Serverland. She's going above <laughs> and beyond her duty,
1: going above and beyond the demands of this maniacal killer.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just I I was just thinking about this. There's a lot of similarities between how the defense attorney in this is is kind of intentionally sabotaging Travis's case, and an episode of Star Trek Enterprise I watched recently where. Captain Archer gets put on trial by the Klingons and his defense attorney's just like, yep, don't worry, I got this. And they go into the the trial and the defense attorney's like, yeah, we don't have anything to say. We're not presenting any evidence (laughs) in our defense. (laughs) And the (laughs) captain's just like, what? It's like, this is how Klingon trials work. I just say that we're not presenting any defense and then we wait for the the result to come down and you'll probably die. (sighs)
1: Sounds good to me
0: which I feel like is a lot of similarities to this, where the defense attorney's just like, yeah, we're not making uh, any major statements. We'll make one opening statement. We're not presenting any evidence. <laughs> kind of an intentional self-sabotage there. Anyway, so Travis uh, gets this ship to go off on. And these three mutoids. Servaland is, like, kind of snarky about it. She's like, I want the mutoids wiped, and I want them to follow anybody. Well, the first person who comes up to them and uses the code word, fugitive. <laughs> And Travis is like, wow, thanks. Meanwhile, on The Liberator, Blake is just like, well, we did that. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Standard by 12, Jenna.
1: <laughs> yeah, I forget how it actually ends, but I'm sure it's on some sort of sitcom esque line, as it usually is.
0: I think it just ends. I don't even think it ends on a line. I think they just leave and it just ends.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's sort of, again, sort of similar, just abrupt ending, as most Blake's seven episodes have, which is nice. I kind of like it. I've grown. It's a, okay. I've grown. A, to like the abrupt endings of like seven episodes.
0: Much like the abrupt endings we have in life, I guess. Well, so that's the end of the story. Should we do rankings?
1: Sure. And uh, why don't we uh, switch it up? Why don't you go first?
0: <laughs> wow, really switching <laughs> it up there. <clears throat> All right, well, I'm ranking this uh, Travis's eye patch. Uh, much like much like Travis's eye patch, every time Travis and Silverline show up, the story seemed to get a... Uh, well seems to very wildly in quality right, and like Travis's eye patch in this story this story uh, is basically falling apart at the seams cuz it's got nearly nothing going on it's right, being held together by hopes and prayers. and uh, that seems and Gan's to be, that's, death.
1: that's a that's a trend that trend that can be taken uh, to a to another level, right? The just the props and costumes seem to get worse as the series go uh, on, and then sort of re, maybe reset at the beginning of mm-hmm. beginning of a series, and then but then again, this is sort of just a mid middle of the season mm-hmm. type thing with again probably what was probably a lot of padding and filler content.
0: This is kind of the low off to the high. I think you know, uh, Gan's death was the huge major event at the midpoint of the season, and then they cooled it back this story this with something one, really low-key.
1: I was looking at ratings, and this one uh, had far higher ratings than Pressure Point and Horizon, well, probably so, because people heard that Gann died, and they're like, let's go watch Bleak 7. Well,
0: so I, uh, this is a little bit of a tangent, but it is related on Bond Finger, uh, which is Flight Through Entirety's podcast where they comment on Bond movies. Uh, they always talk about how the reception, or like the, the, the amount of money a Bond movie makes is actually typically actually representative of how good the previous movie was. Yeah. So, I mean, it's similar here. People are going to watch, a lot of people are going to watch Trial because Pressure Point was really good, so the word of mouth spread, hey, watch Blake 7. It's, like, getting really good, so a lot more people are going to watch Trial. Right. So that's, like, not an indication that Trial is any good. Really, it's more of an indication that Pressure Point was good.
1: Yeah, that's what happened in the Metal Gear game series, where the Metal Gear Solid was, like, People really loved it, so then Metal Gear Solid 2 was, like, the best-selling one in that series, and a lot of people didn't like that one. Mm -hmm. So then the third one, which is, like, was received the best by, quote-unquote, critics or whatever, is, like, one of the lowest-selling ones. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, like, a trend through a lot of, I think... Stuff. Stuff uh <laughs> not serialized media but like media that releases multiple installments that over that same course thing, of time
1: yeah that same thing right now is happening with nicole Krauss's new book like people really love history of love and that's mm-hmm. also one of my favorite books of all time so she her new book is like selling really <laughs> well yeah but people aren't really liking it
0: <laughs> i mean that happens with you know it happened with the star trek movies too into into darkness was like Into Darkness made, like, a ton of money because the first reboot Star Trek movie was, like, really good. And then a lot of people didn't like Into Darkness, so Star Trek Beyond, which is, in my opinion, the best of the movie, didn't make a lot of money because of that, so.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it happens a lot.
0: Anyway, what is your rating (laughs) for this story?
1: Uh, I rated this one something similar, another piece of clothing, I guess you could say. (laughs) I rated this one a a Servalands earrings because it just stands out as, like, something that's bad and something that, like— is really noticeably bad compared to everything around it, right? Serverland has had some some pretty out-there costumes, but, like, these, the, the plugs she apparently got between Pressure Point and this were just a bad idea. You know, plugs aren't really a good idea because you'll never be able to get your ear back to its former yeah, shape. Yeah, you'll never be able
0: to undo that. Yeah. Kind of like they're never going to be able to undo uh, destroying <laughs> all hope of learning anything about Zen back in <laughs> Redemption. Kind of like how they can not really undo Travis running off on his own now. Kind of like they how they can Undo they, Gan's they, Death.
1: Yeah, they can't Undo Gan's Death. They can undo Travis running off on his own.
0: Yeah, but I don't think they but will. But it's,
1: it's going to be very difficult, but they could do it.
0: I don't think they will, though.
1: And we'll have to see where they go. That's actu- I actually don't know. That's probably one of the few things I haven't spoiled about Blake 7. Oh,
0: I do. Oh. <laughs> That's one of the few things I have spoiled about Blake 7. Whoops. <laughs> ah, well. Anyway, yeah, kind of a, a low point in the season, both in, in intensity and in uh, quality. Just enjoy,
1: yeah, just enjoyment, I guess.
0: Hopefully... I'm probably gonna get
1: a lot of feedback on this, like, what? You don't like Trial? Trial's the best episode of Series B.
0: Uh, well, if you think that, you can email us at the com. questions, comments, concerns, angry rats, love letters, your thoughts on Trial. If you think Trial is the greatest thing since sliced bread, then, well
1: you're wrong
0: you're wrong <laughs> I mean just, jam is the best even, thing since sliced bread
1: I mean even if trial was the best television episode ever made there are plenty of other things that are better than TV that have come out since sliced bread
0: exactly <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play at Zenith Blake 7 Podcast you can find us on YouTube at Decorative Vegetable be sure to leave a rating if you like the show
1: check us on Facebook trust your doctor like us on Facebook also check us on Twitter at podcast and follow us on Twitter And next time we're watching Killer. But until then, the end.